On this episode of Bourbon and Blood, we did the movie Magic, and here we go. Welcome back. I'm Danny. I'm Anne. And we're here to talk about magic. Do you know what year this was? 1978. Ooh. Wait, hold on. Let me look up and see what other movies were released in 78. You just make some little chitter-chatter banter. So there are times I plan out the movie we're going to do. And I had a plan for tonight, but then sometimes something magical happens. And this fall, this fell right up to my lap. It was, it was clandestine, right? Is that the right word? Is clandestine the right word? I don't think so. I think you mean serendipitous? Ooh, possibly? serendipitous. <laughs> clandestine means like secret, I think. Is it? I think so. Oh. So Anthony Hopkins. Wow. Young age. And Margaret. And Margaret. Always a total babe. Oh and my god. Love like everything she does. I just am always like I love Aunt Margaret her, so much. Her voice and her sassy attitude gave me a huge crush on her yeah, this whole movie. And she's like kind of old in this movie too. You'd probably you'd love her in Grumpy Old Men, which I've seen Grumpy Old Men. Speaking of Grumpy Old Men, Burgess Meredith is in this movie too. Um so he and Aunt Margaret were also in Grumpy Old Men together. She played Jack Lemon's dad. Oh yeah. And she's obviously the cute little snowbird who's <laughs> trying to get the attention of both men. So can I just go through some nineteen seventy eight movies really quick? Yeah, go for it. It was a big, big year. Halloween. Oh Superman. Wow. Animal House. Nice. Cheech and Chong. Every Which Way But Loose, the Clint Eastwood movie with the orangutan. I have not seen that one. <laughs> really? Shocking, I know. Deer Hunter. Jaws 2. Ooh. Um, that's really... Oh, The Wiz. Ooh, Watership Down. Did you ever read Watership Down? About the rabbits? I think I have, now that you're talking about that's it. That's good. Good. All right, so Anthony Hopkins plays mm-hmm. Corky, yeah. who's a magician, a struggling magician. Yeah. And he's... Squiring under Merlin, Merlin, this old guy who's dying. <laughs> yeah. He's so Corky's good at magic, but he's not very good he's at He's never stage. performed on he, his own. He has no charisma. Right? Is that what he's called it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's the exact word he used, but that's correct. He doesn't have <laughs> charisma. No good stage presence. Oh wait, also, Richard Ambrose directed this. So this is like an all-star. <laughs> It, casting crew. I can't believe I've never heard of it till now. I know. What the fuck? This is we right are, up my alley. It really is up your alley. And mine too, but yours especially. It was pretty good. This movie made me really think about music, magicians and what their life is like when they're not famous. Like struggling magicians and how sad of a life that seems to be. No, I think being a magician would be awesome. Like I love magicians. I love magic. I love illusions sleight of hand like yeah but just imagine being like an up-and-comer who goes to open mic night or whatever oh my god if my 
if like I had a best friend who was a magician and every week they were like, will you, will you come support me at this <laughs> shitty open mic? I would be like, yes, I am there. I know you would. I know. I that I think I think magic is awesome. Do we have any friends that are going to be magicians? We'd love for you to really try it out. Oh my god! Please do. Our cats are like dying to come in our room. I know you can't come in. <laughs> Young Anthony Hopkins reminds me so much of old Anthony Hopkins. Well, because <laughs> he always looks. I thought he looked a lot like 57. Mark Hamill. Like oh. in this movie, not in. Oh. Isn't that weird? Or a Mark Hamill vibe. Mm-hmm. So his his performance didn't go over well. No one cared. So he spiced up his game by adding Fats the Dummy. Yeah. What a name. Fats. Fats the Dummy. Fats is like real sassy. Talks dirty. The tagline was the first X-rated ventriloquist dummy. Wow, oh my God. It's gonna you guys, I'm gonna apologize. I know this has happened before, but like I cannot <laughs> say the word ventriloquist. You just did it great. Right. And it took me like ten minutes to say it. <laughs> ventriloquist. But I had to like sound it out in my head. I'm just gonna stumble over that word eight thousand times. So <laughs> just let you guys know. Um yeah, he's so he's like all of a sudden now this phenomenon of a magician slash ventriloquist guy he was on like the late shows and he might get an nbc deal and you know what my note i have he's the best actor he probably learned the actual card tricks and learned how to throw his voice for this movie and then guess what when danny looked up trivia ding 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 anthony hopkins (laughs) learned the card tricks and learned how to throw his voice like that man is incredible the son of bakers the son of bakers really yep Mm mm-hmm his parents owned I mean, a bakery. Just like for Sons of the Lambs, he learned how to cut someone's face off and wear it. I like, know. Incredible. <laughs> just his dedication Incredible. to the art. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's super awesome. He was really good in this movie. Like, I I like this movie. Yeah, this movie was really good. Burgess Meredith plays his agent. Um, Who has got him a deal with NBC. But he's so awesome. He's like this old school New York rich guy. And he like the way he goes, Corky. Like, that's, <laughs> how he says his name. And he's just so great. He's real flashy. He wears these like real light colored suits. What kind his, of car does he drive? Um, A Rolls Royce. Because only a Rolls Royce guy can drive a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he smokes these giant cigars what? that are like twice as long as any cigar I've ever seen. He carries them in individual glass containers. Am I wrong to think that he smashed those every time he opened one? Every time he had a cigar, (laughs) he would take it out of the container and then just throw the container against the nearest wall and shatter it, (laughs) which is a real dick move because he did it at his office, which you're not cleaning that up, goddammit. Like, the poor little, like... (laughs) office cleaner comes to do that and then he did it at the fucking house like where the cabin was, yeah, yeah like w- what are you doing also don't break glass stuff it's reusable <laughs> just watch it out and use it again i get you're rich but goddamn like that's <sighs> just messy and dangerous what did he call himself his nickname they used it a few times in the movie gangrene no that's what corky called him god like the close, not the closer, because he's always. I don't remember. Thinking about Kara Sedgwick again. 
So he got him a deal, and Corky's freaking out because he's got to take a medical exam. And Corky NBC does. requires that med exam. And he is not down because mm. he is not healthy. Not at all. No. He's going to, he's like freaking out about it. Won't say why or anything. Like, he's like, absolutely not. It's a matter of principle, which, hey, man, I get. Like, I live my life on fighting people on principle. Like, <laughs> I will, I will, like, get so mad for four days over a slight of principle that, like, don't fuck with her principles. Please do not, do not. So he goes on this like road trip with a cabbie to his all like this. I feel like this part didn't make any sense to the actual storyline. Well, he wanted he went back home. Yeah. Like to where he grew up. And he envisioned his childhood playing. Yeah. And he went to the cemetery where everyone in his family's buried. Where's his brother? Where's I mean, his mom was still alive there, too. Where? Yeah. Where is his mom? But like, where's his bro? I don't know. What if his brother was the one they were burying, though? No, it was the dad. Did it say that? Well, I just... No, but in my head, it's the dad. (laughs) Well, in my head, to make it more dramatic, it's the brother. But I don't know who was being buried. You know what? I'm going to fight you on principle. (laughs) (laughs) On principle. So he, like, has this mental breakdown. Yeah. Goes to his hometown where he grew up. Nothing's there. And then has this cabbie with the best stash take him to these little cabins in the Catskills, which I have always wanted to go to the Catskills. Like, it's just... What this, are the Catskills? I, it's like, it's in New York. It's like this little, like, mountainy resort area. And, like, you just get a cabin there. And I don't know. Maybe it's like the Hocking Hills of New York. I don't know. I just, I've seen movies where it takes place in the Catskills and it just looks lovely. It did look beautiful there. I just want to go. <laughs> I just want to go. So Peggy's family originally owned the cabins he went to because he was going to go ask the parents about how Peggy's doing and what she's doing in life. But Peggy owns it now. Yeah, Peggy's got those cabins. Of course she does. Like, what a dream job. I'm Anne Margaret, and I'm adorable, and (laughs) I just rent cabins out all day long. Well, she didn't, though. She kind of gave up on that dream. Yeah, she did. But it's probably because of her shit husband, uh, Duke, who I... I realized like five minutes before he died, I'd been writing his name as Buck the entire time. I thought his name was Buck. I kept thinking of Duke Silver. Oh, that's an insult to Duke Silver. This this Duke sucks. This Duke sucks big time. So Corky Corky and Peggy have like this magical meetup where they remember each other. They go on long walks. But then he gets like creepy when she wants to see a... Like a special magic trick? I mean, trick. this is like six hours after he gets there, too. Yeah, like, I know. It's like really soon after he gets there. It's like a magic trick where you Merlin sense... did it with his wife. Yeah, you sense the other person's card because you're connected mm-hmm. or some shit like mm-hmm. that. And he gets so angry and creepy with her because it didn't work the first time. He like stands up, screams at her, yells at her, freaks out. But then they do it again, and he gets it right. So I mean, I wrote down, I guess, "How dare you be a dick to Peggy? She is a gem." I said, "Peggy is too good for any man." <laughs> is this how magicians get women in bed? Like being a dick to them until a magic trick works, and they're like, "Oh, well, it worked." 
I mean, a magician wouldn't need to be a dick. <laughs> I would, you just need to be like, want to see some sweet magic tricks? And I'd be like, hell yeah. You know hell who, yeah. You know who doesn't like them going to bed? Fats. Fats is jelly. Oh, Fats does not like. So at this point in the movie, do you think Fats is possessed or is is uh, Corky schizophrenic? I what do you think? Corky has either disassociative disorder or he's like schizophrenic or something. Like Fats isn't. I don't think Fats is an actual like possessed dummy or something like that. Like. I think Fats is just a ven- ventriloquist. A ventriloquist <laughs> dummy. <laughs> there are debates online though, because there's times that Fats moves his eyes. There, oh, you're right. There are times that. But Fats that's moves. it. Like, other than that, Corky's always talking for him. So I don't know. But there are times where Fats is talking. And Corky's mouth is doing stuff that can't, like he's yelling or something like well, that. That's part of being a ventriloquist, <clears throat> right? Remember how they drink water and still throw their voice? Yeah. Fucking ventriloquist. <laughs> Fucking ventriloquist. A group of ventriloquists were murdered yesterday. The screams were heard a mile away. <laughs> no, you didn't like that one? Who would win in a fight? <laughs> a magician or a ventriloquist? A magician. What is a ventriloquist going to do? Uh, kill someone with their dummy, <laughs> like they did in this movie. Just slap them a bunch over the head with a wooden doll? Oh, my God. Why can I not keep my phone on my lap? It's because it's taken up by an alcoholic beverage and a giant heating pad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, um... Anne Margaret's really into magic. Like, she keeps... Super into she it. She keeps being like... Explain this to me. Explain, and I'm like, that would be me. I would be like, but tell me more about magic. <laughs> what can't you tell me, and what can you tell me, and everything you can tell me, please tell me. Tell me right now, now. <laughs> because I just love, I love magic. I did I have I have I forget have I shared my David Copperfield story on Maybe? here before about when he got held up. He was robbed. Do it again, just in case. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you're so excited. So good. David Cop- David Copperfield. Just like imagine him walking down the street with some friends. And oh no, there's a mugger and he's coming <laughs> to take your shit. <gasps> oh no. David Copperfield used sleight of hand to like fake the mugger out. And <laughs> like what the fuck? It is Probably like my most favorite story I've ever read on the internet. <laughs> I I think about it a lot. I think about it a lot. And every time I just like want anyone to bring magic up all of the time so I can be <laughs> like, you know that David Copperfield used sleight of hand to avoid getting mugged. <laughs> That's just so amazing though. Like what a what a practical way to use your weird ass skill. I want I want to know magic. I love magic. God, I love magic. You know what's crazy is ventriloquism seems like such a cool thing. But because of the day and age we live in, like, we only know Jeff Dunham, which is really embarrassing. I know. Like, there's no famous ventriloquist besides Jeff Dunham. I'm hissing right now because I hate him. He's so terrible. Ew. He's a racist. Gross. And he's dumb and he's not funny. 
Anthony Hopkins would have made a good ventriloquist. I mean, he, he learned how to you do know it. What? If he hadn't taken off as an actor, he could have become a magician slash ventriloquist and taken that show on the road. So, the boss. Oh, wait. Green? Oh, what nope. you got? Hold on. So, while, while they were having sex... <gasps> While they were having sex. Yeah. Like, Fats is sitting outside the room in a chair. And he right? looks pissed. Like, facing opposite of the room, staring at the camera. As one does. And, like, <laughs> they're trying to play this dramatic horror music, but then there's, like, <laughs> harmonica. Oh, yeah. It, it goes I'm back and forth. <laughs> Whenever they're having sex, it's, like, beautiful slow music. Then it goes to him, it's like, wah, wah, But then there's, like, a harmonica <laughs> mixed in with, like, the dramatic, like, wah, wah. It, it was it like was deliverance just, style almost. Like a harmonica is not a threatening instrument. I don't know if I'm What's in a dark scarier? room with a ventriloquist. Okay. If you're in a dark room with a dummy, just no. If oh. you think you're alone in a dark room, what would you be more scared of? A harmonica or a banjo? <laughs> oh, shit. A twang, the twang of a single string or. An out-of-tune kid's piano. I'm going to go with harmonica because I feel like the other two would be someone trying to scare me. A harmonica is just fucking terrifying. Harmonica is just like a crazy dude yeah. who's just chilling out in oh, there. It's like a train whistle. He's walking around the room. With, <laughs> <laughs> what oh the God. fuck is going on? What's it's a kazoo. <laughs> I would just bust out in the Thomas the Train song. Boop, boop, Be like, yeah, brother. So, Gold, what's God, what's the guy's name? The lawyer, not lawyer, agent. His agent shows Green. up. And Sam Green. They sit down and have a talk because the agent realizes, oh shit, Corky's insane. Yeah. And this scene right here I wrote was cinematic like masterpiece. It was beautiful. He's like, if you cannot talk as fats for five minutes, I will let this all go. And just like Anthony Hopkins, like sweating it out and freaking out. And you could tell he's just so uncomfortable. Like the acting was incredible. You know what, Danny? I thought the same thing. (laughs) I thought it was, I thought it was like a super intense. Yes. Really well done scene because it was done in real time and there wasn't a lot of talking. So you realize how long, like, 30 seconds is Corky kept asking he's like what t- how much more time oh that scene yeah, was, was beautiful it was really good oh it gave me chills like oh. didn't give me chills but I thought it was really well done and I really <laughs> liked it no I mean it gave me chills when at two and a half minutes he just broke and grabbed fats and he said I can't do it yeah and oh Burgess Meredith said I knew you I didn't think you could I didn't think you could so that's you when fucking weak <laughs> ventriloquist. I don't think he said that. No, <laughs> he didn't. You ventriloquists are all the fucking the same. Are all fucking the same. <laughs> so Fats is like, we need to stop this dude. He's gonna go get us institutionalized, and they beat him up in the. <laughs> they, he uses Fats to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he just like follows him into the woods, and then just like beats the shit out of his head with fats like he just holds fats by his legs and just wails i didn't know what to expect and i did not expect that yeah i didn't either can he even said like what do you want me to do what do you want me to use how am i supposed to kill him and he's like me me use me ha 
<laughs> oh yeah, every time he swung, Fats, Fats would go, <laughs> like a creepy little Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so weird. I loved it so much. So the next morning, oh, Fats convinces him he has to go drown the body. Or put rocks in the pockets to get mm-hmm. rid of them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not a good swimmer. I can't do this. But he still swims out there and does it. He, like, doggy paddles his ass out there yeah, carrying a body who wakes up midway through the journey. And Uh-oh. it's, you talked about how long the scene was. Yeah, the scene was very it long was really of him long swimming scene. out there. Like, we get it. You can swim, Anthony Hopkins. Good job. You can swim carrying a body. Good job. Why don't you go compose a symphony and have it performed by a world-famous orchestra? Oh, wait, you did that. Can you go over some more facts about Anthony Hopkins and the stuff he does? Oh, um, I, I mean, I think I said a lot of the things I already said. Oh, he memorizes a poem a week. Incredible. He is, he's dyslexic, but he's able to like memorize things really fast. He memorized a seven-page like monologue on a movie with Steven Spielberg one time, and Steven Spiel- Spielberg would only call him Sir Anthony after that because he was so impressed. Like he wouldn't call him Anthony; he called him Sir Anthony. The thing about the symphony is true. Like he wrote a symphony and kind of kept it hidden in his desk, and his wife found it one day and was like, "What the fuck." Because he's like an accomplished pianist. He's like a, a piano virtuoso. Jesus is Christ. what it said. He wrote a symphony. His wife um, got in contact with, uh, I forget his name. It's some famous like conductor, composer. And he had, had an orchestra perform this symphony. Maybe it was a waltz, whatever. I don't know. It was some amazing piece. And he was in the audience. Anthony Hopkins was in the audience. There's like a whole video of it. It's really great. I've watched the entire thing multiple times. It's quite lovely. Okay. Wait, I had a ventriloquist joke. Okay. Okay, ready? Well, it's about the movie. Right. So Corky <laughs> kills the agents. Uh-huh. I mean, Fats did the killing, but I'm pretty sure Corky had a hand in it. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, you laughed at that one. Oh, uh, that was funny. Yes, that was good. Get it, ventriloquist. Okay, yeah, that was good, Danny. That was good. Good job. Thanks. Aww, Usually, you hate my dad I didn't jokes. Wanna, I didn't want to get up and slam the door. <laughs> I failed good. my ventriloquist exam. I can't say I'm surprised. Okay, no, nope, that one's not you're as good. Taking it a little too far. Okay, right now. I'm done. Do you have one more? Nope. Are you sure? <laughs> Not like that. Okay. So we're good for the moment. <laughs> um. So he wakes up the next morning and Duke is home. Yeah, he was on a quick business trip, which means he's fucking somebody, yeah. right? I, I would assume so. What was he selling? Like, I don't even remember what he was selling. I Toiletries? Don't, I don't even know. He's not a... He sucks. Yeah, he's not great. But I mean, I feel bad because we really don't see much bad about him. And we're supporting the killer ventriloquist here. You know that he's bad, though, because he like nearly beat Anne Margaret up. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. Did you did you sleep with him? And she still was like, no, no, no. And then when he took him out on the boat, he was like, she told me you you fucked. 
Like, he's just a creepy-ass liar weirdo. That boat scene was pretty suspenseful. I enjoyed it. Oh, my God, because you thought that they were going to pull up on that dead body. Adi, adi. (laughs) Adi, adi, adi. Body, adi, adi of Sam Green. But they still find that dead body, but it was up on the shore. Yeah, they do find that. What happened after that, Anne? Oh, well, like, him and Anne Margaret have this plan to run away together, and she... (laughs) She doesn't want to leave until um, she can tell Duke in person. But Duke has been stabbed, guys, by uh, by Fats. Yeah, Fats just Fats. Stabs him. Just stabs him because he has a knife. But she's talking to Corky, and she's like, I just, I need to leave Duke with his dignity. And it's like, <laughs> you're leaving... You're leaving your husband for a man who's a ventriloquist and is a magician, which, I mean, sorry, Danny, if there's one person I'm going to leave you I was for, about it's probably to say, a magician. The only way I see but, you getting left by anyone is if it's a magician. You can't blame me. <laughs> but I'm just, she's just like, I want to leave him with his dignity. And it's like, girl, that's just like an extra slap in the face. Just leave. Just go. Just go. <laughs> Just go. I hope if you ever leave me for a magician, I hope I come home and you're like, I met someone and he's going to make me disappear. <laughs> I'll be like, <laughs> pick a card and all of the cards will be like, I'm leaving <laughs> with a magician. <laughs> and I'll be God like, does your cards say I'm leaving with a magician? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then I just... Evaporate in a bomb of smoke. <laughs> That's the only way it's allowed. It'll be entertaining. Be I promise you. I promise you. If and when I leave you for a magician, I will make a show of it. So you'll at least have something good to remember me. For. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, so fats. Fats wants Corky to kill Peggy. Which is bullshit. But he's not going to do it. No one kills Anne Margaret. No one kills Anne Anne Margaret. Wonderful. My uncle, like, met her one time and said she was just, like, the sweetest little nugget ever. Like, she's so tiny and little and so sweet and nice. Like, she's exactly like you would think she is. Aww. She, God, Anne Margaret, can she be like my. It's like she's not old enough to be my grandma, but maybe she is. If like I came from a line of people who had <laughs> young children. <laughs> so anyways, he stabs himself and him and Fats die. And then Anne Margaret comes around the corner. It's like, oh, I want to be with you, JK. I changed my mind. <laughs> she changes her mind back and forth a few times. She is a woman. She likes to say, she says that I am a woman. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to do. Anthony Hopkins at this point in the movie with his matching sweater vest. Oh my god! With fats, he what? looks very much like Norman Bates. <laughs> oh my god, he did. <laughs> A little Norman Bates and his dull he Norman did. Bates. Uh, I love this movie. At the end, when Peggy's walking to the cabin, she's like, she makes the fats voice and like says something sassy and funny and Danny, i'm just assuming yeah, Danny thinks she's possessed but i don't think she is i think she's just i want a magic too where peggy's possessed but wait can i read the first bit of trivia from imdb that yes. 
I love so much. I'm going to read this verbatim. (laughs) Upon seeing Fats for the first time, Sir Anthony Hopkins was allowed to take the doll home to work with it. However, he wound up being so unnerved by it that he called the consulting ventriloquist in the middle of the night, threatening to throw Fats in the canyon if someone didn't come and get the doll immediately. Director Sir Richard Attenborough ended up going to Hopkins' house to calm him down. So two men who were knighted by the Queen of England had a late night (laughs) get-together over a dummy from a movie. Would you call it a ventriloquist? (sighs) (laughs) On the spot. Maybe. I'm giving you a light high five for that one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like two, two United members Of the Royal British Order Is that what it's called? Where do you, I mean I'm calling that Where do you head. think they put fats? A ventro- ventriloquist <gasps> dummy That they made look like Anthony where? Hopkins Can we buy that somewhere? Yeah, I know They did make it to look like him <sighs> too where, where is fats? Oh my god Where is fats? Where <laughs> is fats? Free fats. Can we we get some stickers that say free fats? Start like an online campaign. Where is fats? Where is fats? (laughs) Would you? Would you ever want a scary dummy that looked like you? No, I wouldn't either. I, like I said before, I always thought ventriloquism was pretty dumb because of current. I mean, I've always thought it was pretty neat. I mean, but Slappy from Goosebumps was cool, but I, I like for a minute. I like seriously tried to get into it when Just, I was in like seventh grade. Oh, yeah, did like, you have one? No, I didn't have a dummy, but I did have that monkey. That yeah. monkey that's like a muppet, and I tried to do it with that, but I. I couldn't do the voice throwing. I I could do the. I'm pretty good at doing like just the hiding your mouth that you're talking kind of thing. This is gonna make me sound insane, but I remember recording stuff on a cassette tape and putting it into a Teddy Ruxpin. So is my voice coming out of a Teddy Ruxpin? Oh, that's pretty cute. It's not insane. Good. I mean, isn't that what people did with Teddy Ruxpin? No, they usually just put in a tape of you stories. put in a Teddy Ruxpin tape, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> didn't put in Teddy Ruxpin tapes, and they put in, like, Megadeth. <laughs> so, yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it, too. If you haven't seen Magic, it's not it's super seeing. scary. It's suspenseful. It's, it's just It's worth great. seeing, just because it's, like, an early Anthony Hopkins role, and he... Puts his heart and soul into it. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he really does. He He's does super sweaty the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Calm down, bro. Take some Xanax and take a nap. So thank you for listening to this episode of Bourbon and Blood. I was going to try to do like a ventriloquist thing, but this is not a visual medium. They wouldn't even know if I threw my voice. <laughs> That's when you need to be like, say goodnight, Anne, and I'll be like, goodnight, Anne. Isn't that what like, a dummy does? <laughs> yeah. Goodnight, Anne. Good No. I know. (laughs) I did that on purpose. Good night. (laughs) Bye. Oh, I wish I would have thought of something funny to say in that creepy little dummy voice right there. (laughs) Can you do the creepy dummy voice? I don't know. Can I? Yeah. It's kind of like my 40s movie guy. (laughs)